Well, praise the Lord. I'm Apostle Max. Welcome to Kingdom Keys, a place where we're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. And in this season, we're teaching on prayer. And in many ways, we are wrapping it up, um, this particular series, dealing with um, the Our Father, where Jesus gave his disciples an understanding about the, the importance of the Our Father prayer. So, Our Father, what in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory is the end. It deals with relationship first. It deals with, in the middle, the rules of engagement in the earth. And the end part has got to do with the kingdom of God. Now, this is important for you to understand because uh, most people in the body of Christ have really, we've raised up a bunch of weak Christians in many ways because they've not understood even the power of that ending of that prayer. Because... On that place, or thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, has got to do with the results that the kingdom has produced in your life. The power, of course, being the anointing. The glory will still speak on as well uh, forever and ever. But let's touch today on the kingdom of God. And let's understand that uh, when God gives you a breakthrough from the kingdom of God, you must note it. It's good to, to take it to, to heart to um, write it, to, to document it, to speak about it. In fact, to testify, because it establishes certain things in the spirit that strengthens your faith. The Bible says about Abraham, he was strengthened in faith, giving glory to the kingdom of God, giving glory to God, because that establishes a track record for you in the spirit that that breakthrough, that relationship that date when God brought the healing, that time when he opened up that door, when God made a way, the kingdom got manifested in my life and I'm going to mark it and I'm going to note it. Glory be to God. Let's deal with that today. For thine is the kingdom. Let's deal with that one first. So the title of this, me this message today is this message of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 3. Now as he sat on the Mount of olives, his disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I'm the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there'll be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then men will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound. My God, are we not seeing that in the end of this age? The lawlessness. The love of many will grow cold. We're seeing that unfolding as well. How people is like just gone, me, myself, and I, and don't care about the rest of the world. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's verse 13. Here's verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness. Please mark that down. To all the nations, and then the end will come. When you're dealing with the gospel of the kingdom, gospel means good news. 
And when you see this kingdom in motion and you see people functioning out of a kingdom with revelation and the results that comes from it, you begin to see answers and breakthroughs and life from a different dimension, from a different realm. It's a supernatural working of God where God turns water into wine and your life begins to be transformed through the word of God. The Holy Spirit is your change agent. The word of God, uh, the the Spirit of God needs the Word of God to make us like the Son of God. And now you're functioning out of a different system. You begin to see the power of God's kingdom in your prayer life. And you want to preserve that. You want to hold on to your testimony. You want to protect the anointing, the power of God upon your life. You want to preserve it. You want to protect it. That's why you don't go anywhere, not because you're better than anybody, but because you're carrying something. You are now a new wineskin, as Scripture would let us know. You now begin to function out of a different place and your life is going to begin to make sense and you're getting answers to naughty problems and things that have been delayed. Now the delays are lifting and the anointing has come and the burdens are being removed and the power of God's at work only because you've accepted the kingdom message. And of course, kingdom resources are being released because when the kingdom message is accepted, kingdom resources are released. So have a look at Acts chapter 1. And you need to know this is Jesus in the 40 days he walked on the earth. And why is this important is because when you, for most people, they don't realize that the cross was not the end. The cross was a means to the end. Because when Jesus gave them an understanding about through those 40 days, listen to what it says. He didn't even speak about the cross here. The Bible says, The former account I made of Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both to do and to teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he had also presented himself alive after suffering by many infallible proofs. There you go. Because the kingdom has got the relationship is number one, the rules is number two, but the infallible proofs, infallible proofs that you're actually functioning out of a different system. That's vital. That's important for your development. That's important for your growth as a child of God. That your faith, your, your faith is not fake. There's proof that God moved. You must document and give God praise and glory because as you document that, it strengthens your faith. And so he's giving them infallible proofs because that's how it should be for any child born of God, born of, born of God praying and, 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 and in being empowered by the Spirit of God. You need to mark those results. Do not give the credit to the enemy. Being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things, what, of what? Pertaining to the kingdom of God. He brought them into a new reality. He started showing them that the cross just gives you your gives you your identity. You know who you are. You are born again. Your identity is not achieved; it is received. But what did you, what else did you receive? You received a kingdom that's unshakable, unstoppable, uncursable. This is the kingdom that you are in, and this kingdom comes with results. There must be proof that you are part of the kingdom, that there is results for your prayer life, those open doors, do not take credit for what God is doing because it's his power. I, yes, you're walking in authority and God is using you mightily and you're seeing the transformation and people that weren't pregnant now getting, you know, the, the fruit of the womb is coming forth and healing is taking place and answers for business. Don't you never ta- ever take credit for the things that God has done. Glory be to God. 
and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. And he said, you've heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. You're going to walk with my presence. You're going to begin to pray the way I gave it to you through the Our Father. You're going to experience my power wherever you go. But this is because the kingdom is being established in your life. The Holy when you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. That's such an important thing because the, the world is not reading the Bible. They're reading your life. And as you begin to function in the kingdom, the kingdom comes with power. And when the power manifests, you were supposed to be a witness. A witness. A credible witness of the good of the, the doings of God in the earth. In, in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So why would you need a witness? Somebody goes to court and they say, this is what happened to me. And the, the first thing that they would ask, uh, the judge would ask, do you have a witness? You've got to bring someone else to the stand. The scripture even lets you know, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every truth be established. So you begin to function out of a kingdom revelation. And then what happens is, um, when God does what he does for you and uh, you, God does, gives infallible proofs, you then must become a witness of God's word. So people are saying, this thing happened. Um, you know, this kind of breakthrough came. Um, God has promised that he can do miracles for you, that he can, instead of you going through nine months of healing through a system, God can do it in nine days. I put my hand up and I say, I am a witness that God can. Because that's what he does. He gives infallible proofs through prayer and through his word. And the manifestation of his kingdom in a place brings infallible proofs and makes you and I a witness that we were on the scene. And God came through for us. Glory be to God. It's a witness is to give evidence or to bear testimony. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. That's why sharing your testimony testimony becomes vital, not just for your faith, but for others to know that God is real. You don't have to make it up. God will do it and he'll give you infallible proofs that you belong to a kingdom that's unshakable, that is a real kingdom with real results. It's a witness is the, that, that one which furnishes evidence or proof. Same scripture. Infallible proofs that God's kingdom is real. So what is God doing in your life right now? Through all the challenges you are going through, he's making you a witness as you pray and bring his word. On that crime scene, you're going to be the witness that God brought you out of debt. That the kingdom is a place that is real. That healing took place in your body. Come on, preach with me this morning. It's one who gives a testimony. It means to see or to know by personal experience. Can you see what God is doing in your life?
That even though you are in such deep trouble, even though it seems like it's so far off and you keep praying and you're using the word of God, God knows that when you come out there, no one else is going to get the credit and no one else is going to get the glory. You are going to be the one through personal experience, understanding the scriptures and seeing God work firsthand in your life. Glory be to God. Listen, why would you have a witness? To see as to establish and authenticate a thing. How would the world know about the word, that the word is real? How would the world know that God is real, that his word works? You go through trouble. You go through your challenge. The anointing increases. God does miracles for you. And everybody comes in and you said, look, I was on the scene. It happened for my family, it happened in my home, it happened in my life, and look what the Lord has done. And you give him credit because you authenticating the word of God works. You are the one that is standing as a witness. That's why God is doing what he's doing with your life. And the kingdom messages begin to move in your life. And God's beginning to show forth his power because you are supposed to be a witness. Not just to receive power, but to become a witness and to testify that the Lord is good. Amen. That means that the kingdom comes with demonstration. First Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 20. For the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. So when you come into the kingdom of God, the word of God begins to work for you. It's not just good sayings. It's not just uh, there's, there's life in God's word. He sent his word and his word healed them. His word became flesh. You're manifesting the word of God wherever you go. His word does not return void, but accomplish that which has been purposed. And so the God's power is at work in your life and you're experiencing his power. And there it is. And I'm a witness of the goodness of God because the kingdom is real. Please somebody type that out. The kingdom is real. That means the nation will experience the power and they will see the, the evidence of the workings of the kingdom. There'll be infallible proofs. Please write this out. When a miracle takes place, it is evidence that God's kingdom is at work in our midst. We know that a miracle is the finger of God interrupting time. But anytime you experience a miracle in the hand and the power of God, you must give him credit. If God accelerated your time, if he opened up those doors in business, if he made a way for you and he gave you the breakthrough and the contract came and the healing came and the children got off drugs and you now have a sound mind and your body is healed and that door got opened and the job got delivered and God saved your home and God's miracle working powers in your life, give him the credit, give him the glory. It is the miracle. It's, it's, it's when you see that, it's evidence that the kingdom of God is at work in our midst. First 28, Matthew uh, 12 verse 20. But if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. You see that? That's why he sent them out with the message. And so he delivers you with a message. He gives you a message to function out of. He gives you a new kingdom to function out of. It comes with infallible proofs wherever you go and wherever you function in your workplace, in the boardrooms, the wisdom of God, the anointing for understanding, God opening up doors, the favor of God that surrounds you like a shield. It is evidence that the kingdom, you have helped from another, uh, another dimension, the 
the kingdom of heaven is at work in your life and, and God's presence and his power to bring you out of whatever you are dealing with. Miracles are a sign that the culture of the kingdom is here. Deliverance is, the, is proof that the kingdom is at work in our midst. I love that. Wherever you're finding breakthrough and answers, I don't know. There's some people that got saved in such a miraculous way and God took them off from a sick bed and a deathbed and they never came back once to give God the praise and give him the credit and give him the glory. You cannot live that way because then it means you know you're going to have trouble. Look, man, we're either in trouble, going into trouble or coming out of trouble. Welcome to this world. That's the way it is. That's why Jesus said, you know, in me, you'll have perfect peace. In the world, there'll be trials and tribulations, but in me, you have perfect peace. I've deprived it of power to harm you. I've conquered it for you. That's why Jesus gave you this life. And that's why you must give him the credit. That's why in the payday triangle and God has done something for you, you need to come back with an offering. You need to come back with a thanks and a praise. You need to come back with your testimony. You need to honor him. Why? Because it strengthens your faith in the kingdom. It shows you that you're getting answers from another dimension. It means that God's at work in your life. Why would you not give him the credit? Why won't you give credit to the kingdom of God? Listen, if you've gone to university and you've gone through seven years of your studies and you graduate, I'm telling you, whatever university that is, they'll make sure that their, their, their stamp is on that. They'll let the world know that you came through their system and the results you got comes because of that university. Why would you not do the same for God? Why wouldn't you go and give credit where credit is due? It's dishonorable not to do that. And you're an honorable person. You were supposed to put the kingdom's name on there, on that breakthrough. Even though God did it for you, it came through a different system. And because it came through a dis different system, you, you can't give credit to, to, to someone else. you got to give it, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Listen, all kings live for glory. Every kingdom comes with glory. That's why Satan offered Jesus, all these kingdoms and its glory I will give to you. I'm letting you show what I built. I built this machinery and I can give it to you. I have the authority to give it to whomever I wish. And when you come into the kingdom of God, you need to know when you've gone through the process and the anointing brought that answer and that answer came in, you need to know that God deserves all the praise and the glory. Here's the number one reason why. Is because you become a witness because the world's not reading the Bible. They're reading your life. They don't know God and you are supposed to be the one as on that crime scene and saying, I am witness that God has done this for me and my family. That's how you sow seed in their lives of paying attention to God, of the scriptures. All of a sudden, someone says, well, if God did it for you, God can do it for me. That's our testimony. That if God does it for me, he can do it for you. If God broke me out of limitations and brought me out of trouble and, and healed my marriage and healed my body and fixed my finances and healed this church and took us with nothing. We started this church with absolutely nothing. Except I had a Bible and I had my hands and I had my double garage and we clapped our hands and we played a CD and so that we could get praise and worship going. And that was our start. And then God built the ministry from there. 
Look at the amount of things that God has delivered. And I can't take the credit for it. It is not my education. It is not some rich father. It is not some rich brother. It's not anybody else. God alone gets the credit because the anointing produced the results. The kingdom produced the results. What took us across the globe? What preserves us every single time? In every season? What, who provides? Where does that anointing, what is that, where does that power come from? It's the kingdom of God. Please write this out. One testimony is worth a thousand sermons. That's why you testify. If God has done it for you, you might not know all the scriptures, but you know that the Lord has been good to you. You need to testify. I'd like to see that in the connect groups and everywhere this has been taught, that you'd actually go and share it with one or two people and become a witness. Has God been good to you? Then share it. Share the good news. Share the gospel. Share the kingdom news. Because people everywhere is looking for evidence. There are many gods. And you don't have to make it up. Please hear me. You don't have to go and lie to try and, you know, uh, someone speaks about their testimony. Uh, and it's not, it's, it's evangelistically speaking. They stretch the truth. You don't have to do that. Not in the kingdom. God's responsible for producing the results. You don't have to make it up. But I'm letting you know there'll be infallible proofs in your life. And people will see it and people will hear of it. The world is waiting for evidence that God is who he says he is. And you were supposed to be a witness. That's why you pray. That's why you get results. That's why you give him the credit. Revival will take place when people see the evidence. Let me show you this. So there's this man by the name of Jacob, his son, Joseph is carrying a dream. He sees this dream and, and he goes into this development in time. And through that, he now ends up, um, the famine comes or the abundance of seven years of, uh, comes and you know, they bring him out of prison. He puts systems in place to, to, to harvest correctly and to protect. And then when the famine comes, now everybody's looking, scrambling for food. But Joseph is anointed. He's got the favor of the Lord upon him. And with this, his father thought that he was dead because the brothers brought his father a coat that was that had uh, blood on of an animal. And they told him that his brother had died, you know, and so Joseph's gone for 25 years. But Jacob feels he's going to his grave. And listen to the scriptures. Jacob believed for 25 years his son was, Joseph was dead. Genesis chapter 45 and verse 25. So the brothers go to Egypt, they go and fetch food um, the first time, they go back the second time, Joseph reveals himself to the brothers and he says, where's my father? And so they, they're so surprised because of the process and Joseph looked so different. That's going to be your, your testimony, that the world won't even be able to recognize you when God's done with you in the process of the kingdom of God. Glory be to God. That's for another day. Then they went out, out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to, to Jacob, their father. So he's, Joseph says, go and fetch my father and go and tell him that I'm alive. It's 25 years later. And they told him saying, Joseph is still alive and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still because he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Then Israel said, it's enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive. I'll go and see him before I die. 
the sons had to come back with a message and they had to come back as witnesses. And anytime you have the right message and you have a witness and evidence, people's spirits are revived. Jacob's spirit got revived. This generation is waiting for proof that the kingdom is real and you are supposed to be the testimony of the goodness of God. It's going to happen on you. I'm letting you know the wagon loads are coming. The abundance of resources are coming. God's doing it. Why? Because people don't just want to hear a message. They want to know that what we're preaching is real. They want the evidence of it. And this is why this kingdom message must be preached. And then the end of the depression will come. The end of uh, the deadness will come. It will, it will revive spirits. It will bring people into a place of revival. A generation will rise up because they will see the evidence and the power of the kingdom at work in our midst. Glory be to God. He never saw his son. All he got was the message. Glory be to God. We, when we become a witness of the goodness of God, we begin to testify and the world will get revived. But there is a message. This message of the kingdom must be preached and then the end will come. The end of depression, the end of fear, the end of ignorance, the end of people, you know, just wanting to attend a church. They're going to come with expectation. There'll be miracles all around us. I'm prophesying this over this generation. You are coming into a season where the power of God will be seen over your life, where this kingdom message will be preached and the miracles will begin to flow and there'll be infallible proofs that the kingdom is a real place, a place of victory for God's people in the name of Jesus. We, you, there, there's a message and there must be a witness. That's why religion gives you the form of godliness, de denying the power thereof. It wasn't just supposed to be words. It was supposed to come with power. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. It wasn't just supposed to be a message. It must come with a witness. Because when the two come together, revival takes place in a generation. For Jacob, what ended? His dry season. The mourning for his son. It all ended. When you understand the power of this message, it brings an end to your dysfunction, to your pain, and to your confusion. The end of badness, the end of, of depression, it breaks when the kingdom message is received. Kingdom resources are released. You become a witness. God wants to do it in and through your life. I'm prophesying this over this generation. You're going to receive this kingdom message. It's the end of ignorance. It's the end of poverty. It's the end of religion. You're coming out of every religious structure, old wineskins, things that Saul, you were raised up in Saul's house. Got the form of godliness, no power. You've not seen the hand of God upon your life. This generation will be revived because there'll be breakthrough upon breakthrough for every one of you. The end of poor mismanagement. The end of mismanagement. The end of ignorance for the little children growing up in a system because uh, the reason why the schools can do what they can do and inject all kinds of the world system, inject all kinds of dysfunction and identity issues in our children is because the church is lacking the kingdom message. The kingdom suffers violence, but the violence will take it by force. That means we go into the schools with a message that every child was made for dominion. Every child comes from Almighty God. They, they, there's no confusion. Identity dysphoria. They will, there'll be a trans, uh, 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 transformation. 
They will not, they'll not conform to this world system. But the real transformation is going to take place into a kingdom and the end of every kind of dysfunction and the end of fears and doubts and unbelief is going to break over this generation. The end of gender-based violence, the end of abuse, the end of false prophets, the end of false teachers and fake teachers, the end of disorder and dysfunction, the end of fear, the end of stress, the end of depression, the end of low self-esteem. Please put this out. Job 13 and verse 2. What are we doing for you? Your children don't need more money. Your children need truth. They don't need another instrument to let them empower them the wrong way. They need information. You need to break the inferiority complex from their lives. What you know, Job 13.2. What you know, I also know. I'm not inferior to you. Why don't you feed your children with the right knowledge? Why don't you give them the truth? Because only truth can set them free. Why don't you give them the kingdom message? Because it's in the kingdom message that the end of all this craziness in this world will come. And you are supposed to be a witness to that. This message must be preached as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. You are supposed to be that witness. As you carry this message, thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Here comes the end of all the craziness. You get your identity right. You get your mind right. You get an understanding. You're walking in revelation. The wisdom of God is upon you. All kinds of jealousy, looking for jobs, messing around and wasting your time. It all comes to an end because you've come into the kingdom and you now become a witness as God has done it for me and many others. It's the end of the craziness and the chaos in this world because you are carrying a kingdom message to a generation. I'm Apostle Max. This is Kingdom Keys. We're raising a generation with kingdom revelation. God bless you. Until next time, you'll be a witness. Amen and amen.